0: Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the mindful podcast. Hello, and welcome to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. My name's Neil West and I'm joined today by my good friend, colleague, co-presenter, Hayley Kearns. Hi Haley. how are you?
1: Hi Neil, I'm very well thank you and very quiet today.
0: It is, yes, yes. I, I'm sure the chickens will make their presence felt before <laughs> long. So today we're going to be talking about Mindsight and Mindsight I think is one of the key principles of mindfulness, really. Um, It's the ticket, it's the key that could unlock the secrets of world peace, because it's all really about understanding each other, listening to each other, seeing the world from other people's points of view, other people's perspectives.
1: So you're talking a little bit about compassion there, really, aren't you? And that understanding of other people's...
0: Yes, um, that most conflict arises from a lack of understanding of other people's points of views. We see things very much from our own fixed mindset. If you remember last week, we had the story of the full teacup. And most of us spend our lives with a full teacup of fixed ideas and opinions. And the older we get, the stronger we hold on to those prejudices, um, those fixed opinions and ideas. And it's harder and harder for us to try and see things through other people's eyes and understand their points of view.
1: So I'm wondering, Neil, whether you have a Zen story to illustrate this point?
0: Yes, I do. In fact, there's a couple of stories that illustrate this point. The first is called The Fish in the River. Chang Tzu and his friend were walking along a riverbank and stopped for a moment to gaze at the water. Chang Tzu exclaimed, look at those fish, how they're enjoying themselves. How would you know? You aren't a fish to know if they're having a good time, snorted the friend. You aren't me either, said Chang Tzu. So how would you know that I don't know the fish are having fun? Other perceptions are just as valid as your own, so think before jumping to conclusions. The second story is called Which Side? A youthful monk journeying home reached the bank of a vast river. There were no visible means of crossing it. Standing there, he pondered for a long time on how he could get across. No ideas occurred to him. Eventually, he gave up and was about to retrace his steps when he spotted an old Zen teacher standing on the opposite bank. He yelled across to the older man, Master, I'm stranded here. Can you tell me how I may cross to the other side? The aged teacher thought for a few moments, looking up and down the river, then he shouted back, My good fellow, you are on the other side. Life journeys help us grow in awareness of the nature of existence. We're all travellers, whether our journeys happen on the outside or the inside. This sense story illustrates a similar concept. No matter how far you go in life, remember that you're not alone in your seeking. Explore each day fully, realising that each new experience may help you gain greater understanding of the world, your fellow humans, and most importantly, yourself.
1: So those stories bring to my mind um, thoughts of conflicts that we have in the classroom and in in life obviously Um, my other role is as a teacher and quite often children come to you with a conflict and it's very difficult to help them resolve that because they can only see they both tell you the story from their point of view don't they and Mm -hmm. and often it's very very difficult to see it from the other person's point of view what we need to do in our lives and, and to help people resolve these conflicts is is just to be able to appreciate that our point of view isn't the only one. You're never going to have, you can't solve a conflict by deciding that one person is right and one person is wrong. It's just about understanding, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because ultimately, failing to understand the suffering of the other person is what leads conflict to escalate and ultimately what leads to yeah, war is that you know that yeah. two children having a conflict on the playground easily escalates into two countries being unable to mm. see differences and understand each other's points of view and be compassionate towards one another um, so that's why I think this mindset is one of the key principles of mindfulness really because if it's embraced by everyone then it leads to a peaceful happier world
1: yeah definitely and if you can actively listen to other people because that's that's linked to it as well isn't it you know it's not we're not when you're having a conversation you're not just waiting for your turn to speak and express your views it's about actively engaging in listening to what the other person has to say you've got a better understanding of their
0: I'm sensing you might be quite interested to know what Thich Nhat Hanh said about always, listening to others.
1: I'm always interested to know what he thinks about things.
0: So according to Thich Nhat Hanh, we can only understand another person when we're truly able to listen to them. When we can listen to others with deep compassion, we can understand their pain and difficulties. But when we're angry, we can't listen to others or hear their suffering. Listening deeply to another is a form of meditation. We become aware of our breathing, follow it and practice concentration and we learn things about the other person that we never knew before. When we practice deep listening, we can help the person we're listening to remove the wrong perceptions that are making them suffer. We can restore harmony in our partnerships, our friendships, our family, our community, our nation, between nations. It's that powerful.
1: It is, definitely.
0: Does that lead nicely perhaps into a practice meditation, perhaps linked to listening that we could try now?
1: Definitely, yes, it does. So this session's meditation, our practice, is going to be a mindfulness of sounds. We're going to be thinking about the sounds that we naturally have around us. And we're going to try and listen, I'd like you to listen, as though it's the first time you've ever heard anything with that beginner's mind. So begin just by taking a few moments just to settle yourselves down into a comfortable position, maybe with your feet flat on the floor, just resting your hands somewhere where they can remain still, perhaps in your lap or on your stomach. And as always we're just going to begin by inviting the singing bowl and allowing that time just to settle ourselves down. as the sound finishes, just maybe settle ourselves by just taking, in your own time, just a few deeper breaths. Just to settle ourselves down. Just allow our mind and our body just to relax into the present moment. And now just allowing our breathing just to return to normal. Bringing our attention to our in-breath and our out-breath. Just keeping our attention on those breaths. See if you can follow the path of your breath as you breathe in and out. And now, just gently seeing if we can bring our attention as we continue to breathe normally, just to the sounds around us. Just bringing our attention to any sounds that we can hear without judgment, without our minds deciding what those sounds are and leading us down a path. Just keeping our minds just on the sounds we can hear Maybe noticing which sounds are near to us in the same room. And also seeing if we can notice those sounds that are further away. The sound of a bird perhaps. Or maybe people moving around. Or even the sounds of traffic in the air or along the roads. and the sound's near to us. Maybe we were aware of any electronics in the room, gentle buzzing of a computer or a TV. Maybe we were aware of our own breathing, hear it gently as we breathe in and back out. And just seeing take a moment just to appreciate all of the sounds as a whole. With our sight, we can take in the whole of a beautiful landscape, we can notice hills in the distance, we can notice the trees, the grass beneath our feet, so just seeing if we can do the same with our sounds, just appreciating the whole of our soundscape. Maybe noticing which sounds our mind focuses on, and if our mind begins to wander, just bringing it gently back to the breath. And when we notice our breath once again, focusing again to the listening. sounds we can hear. Just noticing if they're soft or low or high. And again, just noticing that actually we can never predict what sounds we might hear next. Just sitting a moment with that sense of curiosity. Allowing our mind to just listen for the next sound that arises. Then, just gently bringing our attention back to our breathing. As we breathe in and out. Breathing in and out. Focusing our attention on where we notice that breath the most. Just for a few in and out breaths. And just listening to the sound of the singing ball. Just to bring our attention back to the present moment and draw our practice to a close. So that practice is a really a really easy one to do whenever you just need a few moments of calm and quiet. The wonderful thing about it is every single time you do that practice it's going to be completely different. Just we focus very, very easily on what we can see, but focusing on what we can hear um, takes a little bit of practice. So, it'd be quite interesting to hear how you get on with with that. And mm. our, so, our call to action this week.
0: Well, I thought I'd share with you just a couple of more lines from Tietna Harm. Um, always comp- ready to hear more ready. from Tietna Harm. So, this is compassionate listening. So, your challenge is to listen to this and then apply it to your own relationships with the significant people in your lives. Mm -hmm. When you practice compassionate listening, it's important to remember that you listen with only one aim, and that's to help the other person to suffer less. You give the other person the chance to say what's in their heart. Even if the other person says something harsh, provocative or incorrect, or something full of blaming, judgments or wrong perceptions, you still continue to listen with a heart of compassion. If you can maintain the energy of mindfulness and compassion in your heart while listening, you will be protected. And no matter what the other person says, it won't touch off the energy of irritation and anger in you. In that way, you can listen for an hour or more, and the quality of your listening will help the other person to suffer less. When people listen to each other like that, they truly recognize the humanity of the suffering of the other person you see the other person as a human being someone very much like yourself you no longer look at that person with suspicion, anger or fear
1: I remember the first time I heard that it really resonated with me because it Mm. it makes you think that quite often particularly with children, if they come to you with a problem, your first reaction is to try and think of the advice, try and solve that and actually it can be much more effective just to be just to listen
0: Mm. or again perhaps thinking of your children if they come to you being angry um, or being grumpy or hostile or all the kind of negative emotions that sometimes as parents or teachers or partners we experience and your natural instinct is to fight back, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To react, to, to be angry in return. And really, this strategy of compassionate listening is so helpful and so transformative in, in building those positive relationships. And it does influence others. You know, you, you water your own garden, but equally through your behaviour, you manage and water the garden of the other people in your lives and you grow compassion in them as well.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, well, I do want to just give a quick... Um, acknowledgement to buddhagroove.com because that's where I found those these end stories that we shared today um, yeah. as Haley said we'd love to hear from you you can contact us you can tell us how you get on with this week's call to action we are at one together CIC dot gmail dot com at, G- at G- gmail <laughs> thank you Hayley. Um or one together dot co dot uk or you can find one together on facebook Um, But for now, that's the end of our Growing the Good, the mindful podcast for this week. But we'll see you next time. Bye. This is Growing the Good, the mindful podcast.